Hello, everyone. Welcome to another episode of Movie Madness with me, your host, Khalil. And you can find me on social media at KhalilJamal03. If you enjoy this podcast, subscribe. I am joined today by Maddie again and, of course, a very special guest, Alexia Fast. How are you doing? Doing really well, thank you. I'm excited to be here. It's going to be really fun. So how did you get into acting? What was kind of the thing that made you decide that's what you want to do? Well, I was really young. I think I was about 10 years old and I went to an acting class and I just took it very seriously for a child. <laughs> like I just was super, super into it, um, took every scene very seriously. And I remember, I think the acting teacher, I think it was an acting teacher or a casting director somehow saw a performance and she said to my mother that I needed to have an agent. So my mom set up a meeting with like a very small, but very good commercial agent. And I went in to meet her and I did like a little audition for her. And she took me on as a client. And from that moment forward, she sent me on a lot of auditions, starting with like commercials and some film work. And I was just very excited and very driven. And I think I did two commercials before I booked my first uh, supporting role in a film called Fido. Um, but it was kind of an interesting story. I wanted to tell you before I booked the role in Fido, I had auditioned for a disaster film and it was the leading character. And they really wanted to cast me, but because I hadn't done anything, they weren't super um, sure if I could handle being a lead in a film. So I missed out on that opportunity. But the casting director really believed in me. So when it came for this new supporting character in Fido, she really pushed to get me seen. So that was that was really cool. But yeah. Just to kind of um, ask something here, what challenges do you face when you're getting ready to audition? Oh, goodness. Well, I guess like the first thing is if you connect to a character, because sometimes it's like an immediate thing. Like I'll read the scene and I'll be like, oh, like I know exactly what I want to do. Like I have a feeling for it. Or it's just like a, a feeling in my body, like I kind of understand how their voice is going to sound or what I'm going to do. Other times I'll read it and I'll be like, oh, I just, I don't know if I know what to do. And sometimes you figure that out as you're practicing it. Other times you don't. And then you kind of think to yourself, oh, maybe I'm not quite the right fit for this. Or, But when you get an audition, if it's a good project and a good character, I tend to audition for it. What do you do outside of acting that kind of helps you stay grounded? Oh, that's a really great question. Um, well, I guess for me, like when after I've auditioned, I tend to just like put it aside and forget about it and just say, okay, I did my best. Hopefully it'll come my way, but I'm not going to think about it again. Because otherwise you'll just drive yourself insane thinking about everything you've ever auditioned for. So that's one thing. The other thing in my personal life, I've been really interested in peer support work for um, people who struggle with like mental health challenges. So that's been like really rewarding for me to step into that role. And I've just been taking a program recently. It's like a three month program and we meet twice a week and we talk about different topics. And it's just trying to get you like more educated so that you can better support people who might be having a mental health challenge. Um, so that's really rewarding. So my life is kind of like, yeah, like acting and then peer support. And then I have my family and my friends and my dog. <laughs> so, yeah. 
Yeah, because for me, the best way to find joy in acting is to also experience my life and just the real emotions of my real life and then apply it to my craft. So, yeah, I'm sure you do the same. Yeah, no, it's so true. And it's interesting, like there had been certain times in my life where I hadn't experienced certain life milestones. And so you kind of I feel like you need those experiences to then put into your characters. Like, for example, if you've never fallen in love before it might be challenging to know what that feels like and then put that into like a romantic type of role. So for me, I think it's important to have those nice grounded life experiences, like you said. Yeah. So kind of to get to know, or for so the audience can get to know you a little better. What are your favorite movies and TV shows? Because obviously you're an actress, which means you probably watch a lot of movies. Yeah, no, I actually, I feel like I need to watch more. Like, I always feel like I haven't seen enough or I don't know enough of the cool new people that are coming onto the scene. Um, My favorite movies are like maybe not as like popular. I don't know. Like, I really like this film called The Labyrinth with Jennifer Connelly and David Bowie. It's a really old film. I think it's like way from the 80s when she was mm. like a teenager. And it had like these puppets in it. And it was just so, so cool. And um, like David Bowie like sang and wrote the songs in the film. Mm-hmm. It was like kind of like this love story, but I guess it was like an adventure where she's trying to save her brother from the Goblin King. And David Bowie is the Goblin King. And uh, so I like that movie. I liked uh, The Never Ending Story, which is also like a fantasy, fantasy type movie. So I really like fantasy movies. I also like um, like a more current film. I like like space movies. That makes sense. <laughs> like Are you fan of Star Wars? Wars? <laughs> yeah. No, I haven't really seen much of Star Wars, but I like um, Interstellar. What was it? Like Gravity, the film Gravity. I liked the film Megan. That was kind of sci-fi because it had like a robot. Mm. I like a lot of sci-fi stuff. I mean, I actually don't watch a lot of things though. Like I spend a lot of my time like hiking, um, going for walks (laughs) during the day. Like I'm more of an outdoorsy person. Um, But it has been one of my goals to like really sit down and see a lot more films. Awesome. So as actors, this is a question I came up with. We're told to take risks, right? You've heard that. Take a risk. What does that mean for you? Oh, gosh. I guess, like, sometimes, yeah, I guess, like, sometimes during a scene, you might want to do something creative, or maybe, like, you have a new idea that you want to try, but it's different than what you had practiced, or maybe you're not sure if it's going to work. Um. I think like having that safe space with the director specifically where you feel like they're in your corner is good because then you have the confidence to just be like, okay, I'm just going to try this. Maybe it won't work, but I have an idea and I think it would be cool. So yeah, I think it's important to just try to be confident and believe in yourself. Even if in those moments you're like doubtful, Mm -hmm. I think it's important to just like go for it. Yeah, because if creative people never, if no one ever took a risk, everything would be so boring, right? Like, everything would be the same. So, and sometimes things come up organically. Like, sometimes you'll be in the middle of a scene and all of a sudden, like, an emotion will rise in your body and it's good to just, like, go with it and see what happens. Yeah, like, you're, it's intuitive. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, what was your favorite project to work on? 
Oh gosh, I have a few favorite projects. Um, so there is Jack Reacher, which was obviously the Tom Cruise film. That was incredible. Um, Tom Cruise is like a really nice person. So that was really rewarding to be a part of, but also the director of that film, Christopher McQuarrie, it's like the nicest human being on the planet. Like just from like a personal standpoint, like he became kind of like a mentor to me in my life. And it's made such a huge impact on my development as like a person and an artist. And so I feel so lucky that I was on that project, not only to do the film, but to meet the director. Um, and then I also did a project, uh, what was it called? Dirk Gently, Stilistic, uh, Dirk Gently, Holistic Detective Agency. And I played a character named Mona Wilder and she was like very strange. Um, she, she was very unhinged. I had like really dark hair and she was a shapeshifter. So she could shapeshift into different objects. And she talked in this very like high, strange voice. And I think like one of the lines was something like, oh yeah, like I like to talk to the snail in my head. Like she was very like not grounded in reality. And that was really cool to be a part of. So I think those are my two favorite for sure i mean obviously anything with tom cruise i'm sure would be it has to be on that list just because you know obviously he's done he's a legend in his own right and obviously he's done some great stuff with mccorrie with the mission impossible movies as well so Mm -hmm. i just saw you uh, worked alongside vera farmiga and um oh my god freddie highmore in Mm -hmm. hotel didn't you Wow, that was really cool. Yeah, it was kind of an interesting scene because there was like the two of them there, and it was kind of this weird thing where they were like transforming into each other. So I was working with both of them, but almost like as one person. Um, that was really cool. And the character, she was like a well, I guess she she was she was like a sexy performer, like on like in a like in a club. So that was kind of cool to play someone. Cause like I am so not good at dancing in real life and like it's so not that's so not me so for me to be like on the stage like dancing and then being all sexy and talking to them it was pretty hilarious so mm-hmm. yeah. yeah so what, what are you, you working on now what kind of projects are you yeah so I have a film that's coming out soon it's called um candid about love and it's a romantic comedy and it's very like cheerful and it's kind of interesting because a lot of the films I've done are like darker or like more actiony or thriller and this is kind of one of the few projects I've done that's more like cheerful and just really happy and sweet and uh yeah that was fun I actually I met my current boyfriend on the set of that project we were playing romantic love interests and then we just like each other so funny how that happens Yes, yeah. that happens. Yeah, So what about for yourself? Are you just in the acting world or do you dabble in directing and writing your own material at all? Yeah, so I have written a few things. I think like when I was a kid, I wrote and directed a short film that went to like a little film festival in my community. Um, so there is that side to me where I do like writing. I haven't directed anything like officially 
but I do like writing short films and I have been interested in maybe like getting something made or, um, or just working more with friends on, on like independent projects and, and telling interesting stories and yeah. Okay. So then I'm going to throw something here, which may be, I think, I think this will be fun to kind of see what your answer to this is. So if you were given an unlimited budget to write and direct any kind of project you want, what would the genre be? What would kind of the general, I guess, plot be? You don't have to be very specific because, again, I'm kind of just giving you this on the spot. But I'm curious what your kind of ideal perfect project would be if you didn't have to worry about budgeting or anything else. Well, there was this project that I wanted to write, but it was kind of challenging because it was like a set with um, a male star that was a hockey player. And for me, that seemed like a big budget because you've got the rink and you've got all the players and you've got to get people who are professional on that level. And so I thought that would be kind of challenging unless you had a good budget. But the story was kind of tied into like mental health. So the the in my idea, the main hockey player ends up having like a manic episode in a very public way in front of his team. And then it's kind of like dealing with the aftermath of like his recovery and how his teammates reacted to that and how he ended up getting support. And um, I guess that's not necessarily needs like a super unlimited, huge budget, but it does need like a decent sized budget. I feel like to be able to have the environment and everything, but I thought that would be really like an interesting story. I did write like the short film version of that story and I still have that on my computer somewhere, but yeah. That's interesting. It's a very, it kind of fits, I think, with kind of how you've been talking about the things that you, you know, you're passionate about when you talk about your, you know, supporting actors who have, and people who have mental health issues and kind of that feels, it feels very much within what you would enjoy kind of sharing and, and writing about. So it's interesting. Mm-hmm. So the other question I want to ask you kind of on the same vein, in the same vein is if you could kind of Re, so if you could kind of reboot a movie, right, or remake a movie, and you got you got a star as the main character, what movie would you want to kind of take that, you know, be star in a, in the remake? What was that movie called? It's a really from. It's a really new movie. I think it's it's like I Tanya. Is that what it's called? I think okay. so. Like the figure skating movie. Yes. Yes. Okay. I know that's like a new movie. It's it's like relatively new, but I feel like her performance in that was so amazing. And to have the opportunity to give some like a performance that in depth would be really, really cool. I think like there's lots of opportunities there in the way that it's written to deliver something really interesting. So that would be cool. I'm not good at figure skating though. So (laughs) I don't know how I would handle that part, but. So you'd want to replace Margot Robbie in I, Tanya. Yeah. If you were to reboot the movie. That's, mm-hmm. I just um, think she's a great actor. So. Yeah. The, of course, you've seen Barbie, right? I haven't seen it yet. Ah, I know. I saw Oppenheimer, but I haven't seen um, <laughs> haven't seen Barbie yet. But it looks really cool. good. What did you think of Oppenheimer? I haven't seen it, but I heard it was long. I really liked it. I actually was nervous to go see it because of the fact that it's like three hours long. Um, but I did go see it and I thought it was fantastic. It was just like the mm-hmm. acting was great. Um, the way it was cut together was amazing. I was like, how did they cut together so much content? 
mm-hmm. and make it like flow as the story. Like I was just like, it's incredible the editing. So and it didn't feel three hours either. Like I I was when I left the theater, I was like, that was three hours. That didn't feel like three hours. Cause there's some movies that are three hours. It's like you know they're three hours because they feel so long. And Oppenheimer, as much as it covered, didn't feel long at all, which is, you know, it that's talent. No, that's it talent. Didn't. Yeah, no, it was amazing. I thought it was fantastic. And also, Christopher McQuarrie, the director of Jack Reacher, I did see online that he said it was like a fantastic film. So as soon as he said that, I was like, well, now I have to go see it. So, <laughs> so yeah. So what is your kind of view on, or how would you balance looking at kind of reviews and, uh, you know, trolls on the internet and people who kind of talk about you? <laughs> You know, it doesn't bother me too bad. Like if somebody has a negative comment or if they say something strange, like I don't really get bothered by it. I actually kind of find it kind of nice because I'm like, oh, they're interested in this. Like they've taken the time to watch it or they're interested in me as an artist in general or like, you know, so I'm kind of like, I, I get kind of flattered in the sense that I'm like, oh, like they took the time to think about this, to make comments, to watch my work. So like, I don't take it in a negative light, but also if there is something that I feel like maybe I need to work on as a performer and somebody points that out, I'm like, oh, damn it. Like they're right. Like I I do need to work on that. So it's kind of like that balance of both, I would say. But mainly just ignore the people who are clearly out there to troll you and just, you know, (laughs) change the mindset because I mean, it happens to everyone on the internet because that's the kind of people on the internet so but that's a very health that's a very healthy mindset actually because there's a lot of, there's a bunch of people who you know have a very different mindset and have and take a lot more kind of try to pull a lot more meaning out of some of the things which aren't you know clearly the thought isn't put into the comments and so I think that's a very healthy mindset and very happy way to live your life <laughs> Well, I think like if you have like a underlining insecurity and then someone just happens to point that out online, like that can have a pretty big impact on a person. So I think like working on those parts of yourselves to gain that confidence, then when someone does point something out, you're like, oh, like doesn't bother me too much because it's not hitting like a sore spot, if that makes sense. So I guess kind of the biggest question, and I think everyone listening and probably would really want to know this. And what advice do you have for Canadians who want to get into the industry and who want to kind of, you know, become famous, I guess, as? Yeah. (laughs) Well, I would say um, to surround yourself with people that are very educated in the craft or that might have a connection to give you, I think would be really helpful. And what's that saying? Like, you are who you surround yourself with. Like, you will become better if you surround yourself with people that are excellent at what they do. And I think that's how I developed my craft is because I was around people that were in the industry or around other actors. So if you can try to meet other actors in your community and learn from them and just be a part of small projects in the beginning, like even just doing theater or um, going to acting classes, I think is really important. Um, if you're in a community where there is a film festival, being a part of the film festival and just trying to get out there, I think it's hard to create in this industry. I feel like it's hard to create 
art in isolation because this industry is so like there's huge teams of people involved in creating these projects. So I feel like you have to get yourself out there, even if you're like maybe a shyer person, like I'm kind of a bit of a shy person. So I have to work on like getting myself out there and meeting new people. And I think that part is important. And then obviously working on your craft, getting better as an artist Um, and connecting to yourself emotionally. Like it's all about like not being afraid to go to those deep places within yourself. So having the courage to like go there and then bring that into your characters, um, that takes a bit of like self-development work, I feel like. but that's really important. Awesome. So we're on that path right now. I'm studying acting at U of T. I'm getting my degree. And guess what? My degree gets me one actor credit. Oh, amazing. That's yeah. amazing. And then I just need two more credits before I can be a union girly, just like you. Oh, that's amazing. Congratulations. How far along are you? Oh, my goodness. Um, Since I started, I'm in my third year. I'm just going to do my four years. and audition again but for the moment I don't have an agent because I'm just focusing on my studies I had one in high school and from grade nine to 12 well grade nine to pandemic so grade (laughs) 11 um I was auditioning for commercials and such but I, I just never booked anything yet and but I have um like theater training if you're familiar with theater or anything like that there's this place called Bravo Academy where they do two full length musicals a year for like you it's it's like Toronto's big youth theater thing so that's where I got most of my training that's amazing that's so exciting good for you for like going for your passion because like a lot of people have these dreams but they don't actually go for them and I feel like life is short you might as well just do what you love so that's amazing Mm -hmm. Yeah, the pandemic actually helped me realize so many of those things and kind of helped me break free of like the getting down on myself about rejection because that was at a point where I was just getting rejection after rejection from everything my agent was sending me out for. Oh my gosh, I can't tell you how much rejection I have gotten. Like it it goes on forever. Like (laughs) like the amount of auditions you have to do to just book one thing. One thing, I know. (laughs) So like, don't beat yourself up about it. Like it, it's crazy. You have to get used to just being told no, but just keep going and Mm -hmm. yeah. Yeah. And it just, it'll weed the people out who don't care because the rejection Mm -hmm. hurts so much. If you really care, you'll keep trying, I feel. Yeah, no, exactly. Yeah. So with that being said, thank you so much for coming. Uh, We really appreciate having you on. And before you go, is there anything you want to promote? Social media, anything else? Oh, sure. Um, So my Instagram is pure Alexia fast. And that's also my Twitter. And then my Facebook is just Alexia fast. But I'm I'd say I'm mostly active on Instagram. It's kind of my thing right now. And that'll all be in the description of the episode as well. So you don't have to worry about that. Thank you again so much for coming. I hope you enjoyed coming out and talking to us or virtually talking to us. And thank you all for listening. Thank you so much, you guys. This is really awesome. Thank you for taking the time to do this. Thank you. Thank you. Have a good day. Bye. Bye Bye-bye.